I want to try something that I've never done before. And uh, I've been watching um, T.D. Jakes. I've been trying to learn a bit more about communication on my journey of faith and trying to do what I do. And so I've watched, been watching a few messages by T.D. Jakes, very good communicator. And one of the things that T.D. Jakes does in his church, and this is just a trial for us, is that whenever they have the reading of the word, the whole church stands in respect of the word of God. So this morning, I would like us as a church to stand in respect of the word of God that we're about to read. Can we do that together? Come on, Izzy, up you get. Okay. I want to read uh, part of the Christmas story from Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Uh, right through to 33, 34, uh, 38. Rightio. Now in the sixth day, uh, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Verse 28. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at the statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, don't be afraid, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall uh, name him Jesus, and he will be... Great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the holy child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. Sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bondservant of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you that, Lord, the word is the very utterance from the heart and mind of God. And we pray, Lord, this morning as we look at the wonder of the Christmas message, that, Lord, you would open our eyes, our hearts, our minds to understand in an even greater way the wonder of this and that, God, we would be changed because of your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Have a seat. Thank you. Okay, so, a virgin gives birth to a child. Mary, the virgin, has been chosen, described by God as favoured, chosen for her to carry the Messiah to the world, the saviour of the world, God coming down, becoming a baby 
And Mary had been chosen, but she was a virgin. And her mind, her wonder, her understanding was like, how can this be? And the angel goes on to explain how this would be. Now, I just want you to think, pause on a couple of things to think about the wonder of a virgin having a child. That a virgin has a child. That not only had, was she going to have a child, but her cousin six months earlier who was barren was going to have a child as well. Thought impossible. Thought could never be. But this barren woman, Elizabeth, is going to have a child. Joseph, her husband, or betrothed, uh, not yet uh, consummating their marriage, uh, his fiancée is pregnant. There's all these kind of nicks and nacks and twists and turns in this Christmas story. And uh, I've been doing Christmas messages for a long time, and, and um, you think, you know, What's something different, something new about this God? Um, what's something more amazing that you can show and reveal to us about this wondrous story? Well, sometimes it's just good to remember the, the facts that a virgin did give birth to a child. That child, Jesus, somehow, some way, came from heaven, was infused into the very egg in Mary's body that the Holy Spirit of God participated in this act of placing Jesus into the very beginning of a pregnancy. Think of it. God, not only did he humble himself to come as a baby, but he came down into that very minute aspect of touching that cell that then began to multiply in the very presence of Jesus, the Messiah, was in that mother's womb, that susceptible, uh, fragile, uh, I mean, I've been around pregnant ladies, and I know the first three months of pregnancy for a lady, particularly when they've had challenges and lost babies, it's just a very fragile, delicate place to be. And yet Jesus, the Messiah, comes down because of the Father and participates and becomes part of that fragility, part of that need to be mothered by Mary. I mean, Mary mothers God. Mary mothers God. Her womb becomes this place where God begins to grow into a man. Amazing, really, you know, when you think about it. Um, As I said, you know, pregnancy is an amazing thing in itself. But the fact that God chose to partner with a human being. Partner with a woman. Partner with a woman who had never had a man. And I I always think about, imagine Jesus in that basic beginning. But it was him. It was him. And the trust and the willingness to do something on behalf of his father. Amen. Interesting thought, you know. And it's not just a thought, it's a fact. And this is where we get the theological statement. I want to go, so I'm just going to lay a couple of little things. The theological statement that we believe is that Jesus was fully man and fully God. That Jesus was not kind of just part man and there was just a little bit and God came and, and God, you know, was just really God. 
that in fact Jesus began the journey becoming fully man from the point of conception, from the point of becoming just that little thing that fertilized that egg into becoming and growing in the womb. He was fully man. That's why the scripture tells us that he understands what we go through because he was fully man. That's why we can get an understanding that God loves us and is compassionate towards us because he's done the journey of life as a man. I mean, amazing. Do not underestimate the wonder of a father who would send his son to that place of fragility. Do not underestimate or under, uh, uh, I don't know, the one undervalue. Very good. It is an amazing thing. That's why we celebrate Christmas. That's why Christmas is a celebration. Because of what God was doing, man. Pretty cool. A virgin has a child. The child is fully man, but fully God. Now I want for you to think about the statement that Mary goes on to say. She says, how can this be? You know, sounds like a big, whoa, but how can this be? I've never had a man. I mean, how can this be? Put yourself in that place, Sharon. Terry had engaged to marry you. I reckon Sharon would be going, how can this be? I think Terry would have been saying, what? How? Kind of thing, you know, it's, it, there's a human aspect to the journey of the Messiah coming, my friends. Coming to the planet to intervene in our lives. Because he was fully man. Hey, there's so interesting characters in the, the um, Christmas story. Okay, how can this be? So the angel goes on to say, uh, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Uh, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So there's this participation of the Holy Spirit. The Father sends the Son. The Son goes into that fragile space. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the, is the power behind it becoming possible. So he's explaining to Mary how it's going to happen. Then he goes on to say this in verse 37. For nothing will be impossible with God. For nothing will be impossible with God. Something that was impossible became possible because God was involved in this. The creator of the universe was was involved with this. I want to kind of base what I'm going to say to you this morning about this nothing will be impossible with God. It doesn't say some things will be impossible with God. It doesn't say a lot of things will be impossible with God. It says all things are possible with God. There's nothing that you could ever face or go through that God cannot intervene in. Even to the point where a woman who has never seen a man or been with a man could conceive a child because there's nothing impossible for God. 
You see, even when Jesus walked around the planet, there was nothing impossible that Jesus could do, could not do. Even when there were people who were dead, because there was nothing impossible that God could do, that dead people came alive. Even when Jesus went through the crucifixion and was buried in a tomb, that nothing is impossible for God. And that's why Jesus rose from the dead. Because you see, there is no impossibility to God. You see, the Christmas story is about this revelation coming to the planet, that nothing is impossible for God. That has not changed. Hallelujah. Life and Christianity is about a journey. Oh God, I'm getting excited. You see, Christmas should be something you're excited about. You know, there are, I'm amazed at all the hard work all those guys did wrapping those presents. That'll bring joy to a family. You know, but that's hard work. Hard work. Life and Christmas can be hard work. Sometimes. Work can be so busy and the stress around family because of Christmas. But that's not what Christmas is meant to be, friends. Christmas is this amazing, wonderful thing. We go, wow, God came to the planet. Hallelujah. Don't lose sight that this Christmas is about God coming to the planet and how he came. And that nothing is impossible. Note the word with. Nothing will be impossible because the with, that word is the deal breaker. You see, nothing will be impossible because you're so clever. Because you've got so much money. Because of you. No, you have limitations as a human being. You are limited. But when you do, use this fragility or you use this, I don't know if that's a word, it sounds kind of like it. I just made it up. With is the clincher, friends. Nothing will be impossible with God. Things are not possible, not all things are possible if you live in the world of without God. There are consequences for a world that live without God because it lives under the realm of the natural and the flesh. But when we apply or go on the journey of including and having this with God in our lives, it puts you into a whole different realm, which ultimately will take you to be with him when you die. Sadly, those who choose in life not to do it with God will do it without God. They will face death without God. I didn't call the shots. That's what hell is, friends. Hell is the result of life without God. But Jesus came to intervene so nobody would have to live a life without God. Hallelujah. Christmas is about God coming down so that we could have him in our lives, that we could include him and put him where he belongs so that we could live out the life where we enjoy this possibility of impossible becoming possible. Amen? With God. With God. Nothing means nothing, man. It's non-negotiable. If you want to be a Christian... And you want to live a life as a Christian, you can be a Christian and have some of your life with God. 
You can be a Christian and come to church on Sunday, but the truth is that really the reality is not really doing a journey with God. You do your journey and you tag him on and you're not doing the with God. You're doing kind of, you know, download the app and have the app when you need it. See, with God is different. With God is about relationship. And that's why we say to people and that um, cliche, I suppose, phrase is it's a personal relationship because the personal relationship comes out of this aspect of with God. You know, um, amen? With God. The cool thing is, there's a lot of promises that it says in the Bible that includes with God. There's a lot of negative results of not doing it with God. Have you ever thought about this aspect of partnering with God? Mary actually partnered with God. God could have done it by himself. Why did he have to come down and be a man? Why did he have to, you know, whatever? Because God chose to partner with mankind. God chose to partner with Mary. God chose to partner with Joseph. God chose to partner with all those characters. And some of them chose not to partner with God, actually, in the Christmas story. See, the relationship with God is not one of domination from God's viewpoint. There's lordship involved in it, but there's an aspect of your journey with God where you are in partnership with God to conceive whatever the plan is God has for your life. It was Mary was uh, to conceive the Savior. Joseph was to care for uh, Mary and the Son of God. Um, your relationship with God is about partnering with Him. Just run a few things around. You ever seen a pie chart? Trish is good at pie charts. Travis is good at eating pies. <laughs> but Travis said he gets it from his dad, so I don't know. <laughs> Keith, cut it out, man. Jeez. Pie chart. Imagine a pie chart about your life. Here's the pie chart, and it is divided into two sections. It's with God and without God. In your life, and your journey of life, you all have a pie chart. And you all might think, well, my pie chart is all with God. But I guarantee it ain't. Because it ain't. Now you might have a really positive pie chart that there's 75% with God and 25 not. But I guarantee there are aspects of your life that are without God. Amen? See, pie charts are good ways to measure things. And um, the things in the pie chart that are with God as well, you have that realm going on where nothing is impossible, where you are in partnership with God, but the bits that aren't are where you're not in partnership. I'll explain to you maybe how that might outwork. It's God calling Flora in Chinese. Business decisions, financial decisions, decisions about what you will choose to do with your life. Pie chart. 
Where is the cutting line when you on your journey with God? With you, what you choose to do with your time, with what you choose to do with your resources, with what you choose to do with your forgiveness. You see, unforgiveness is part of the pie chart that is without God. Amen? And you will suffer the consequences of the withouts in your marriage. Man, oh man. Man, oh pie charts in marriage. Hey? I don't know. I can maybe look and see. No, I don't know. I mean, my pie chart, sometimes it's looking pretty good and others it's like, it's a lot about me and it's a lot without God. Relationships with people, relationships in church, service to God. You get what I mean? Life with God creates the space where all things are possible. Life without God where you choose and you choose. Because here's the thing about God coming down to the planet. He came down and note his name was Emmanuel given to him. Let's read it in the scripture. Emmanuel. This could get complicated. That's what happens when someone from Canberra comes to the church. Sorry. Matthew chapter 1 verse 23. And behold, the virgin will be with child and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel. Note this Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. You can sit down. You see, even his name expressed the heart desire of his father, because I know when people are choosing names for their children, they are looking to express something of the parent's heart in this birth of a child. Hallelujah. And there is no different to our father in heaven. He wanted to name him Emmanuel because the heart of the father was that God would be with mankind, God would be with us. You see? See, it's God Seeking relationship. Even in the name given to Jesus. God with us. But is he? Think of your pie chart. God with us. Can you, you know, I can tell you something. You can tell who you've been with. Because whoever you've been with will leave something of a residue with you. If you're around someone who's a pain of the butt, they will leave a residue of pain and buttness. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's kind of like you'll carry something from that. Because... Who you're with influences you. If you're around somebody, that's why the Bible says be careful about who you hang out with. See, if you're around someone who is just negative, you will carry a residue of that negativity with you. Um, Because it's how it works. I can tell, you know, on my journey, I've been doing this a while in my own life, 
how, if I've been really with him? Because I know when I've been with him that there's something different about how I handle life. But when I make those choices in the busyness of life not to be with Emmanuel, God with us, you see, God came down, Emmanuel came down with the intention of relationship, but we choose. Everybody chooses. You choose how much God with us is really the truth of it. Amen? I can tell, man, in my own life how I handle it. You know, and I know, man, when I've been with them, even when the hits the fan, I can get through that because nothing is impossible with God. You understand that? I know there are people in this place this morning. I know there are people listening to the stream that, friends, you are facing stuff. God with us. Nothing is impossible. I like this message. God with us. I know in my marriage, I've got to go back to it. I know my kids. You know, they're around me and Pekka and we've been tired and things. It's like... And our kids love to correct us. You know, Dad, you're a bit grumpy to Mum. She deserved it. No, but we think that. Or maybe you don't, because your pie chart's better than mine. God with us. You can tell when someone's been with Jesus, friends. Acts chapter 4, verse 13 through to 14, as we close. Oh, shiver me timbers. Well, one thing, some of you, it's going to help you lose weight. Hey, look at these guys. All right, no, 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 no pressure. I'm, I'm happy. Okay, Acts chapter 4, verse 13 through to 14. You know, I, I get worried when I preach, when I'm tired. I, last week I was thinking, man, I said to Jerusha, I reckon we should take that one down because I was a bit cheeky. Anyway, Acts 4, 13 through to 14. Now, as they observed, this is speaking of the Sanhedrin, speaking of the scribes and Pharisees who were real upset with Peter and John because they healed someone. Now, as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated, untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say and reply. Think of it. You can sit down. I've got one more script. <laughs> no, but they had been with Jesus. They had been with Emmanuel. And there were serious transformations and changes that happened on these men. And the scribes and the Pharisees who hated their guts were amazed. See, your enemies get amazed even when you're being, because you've been with Jesus. How cool is that? We are stupid not to be with them. They're your enemies, even those who think you are a fool cannot but be amazed because you have been with Jesus. You know, here's the cool thing about being with Jesus is someone was healed because the disciples had been 
with Jesus. When you are with him, people will be healed because you are there. That's why I know when we pray for people, that's why I know if we pray for those, you know, that tragedy down in Tasmania, we can bring God with us to them. Amen. The liver can have the spot gone because we've been with Jesus. Hallelujah. One more scripture. He can sit. Go on. He, he got your respect. Isaiah 40, 31. But, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Not might be, but shall. It will happen because those that wait for Jesus, you see, being with someone, being with Jesus is being in a relationship with him, with God, Emmanuel, that will have results, that you will renew your strength, that you will become someone in your life, that you will mount up with wings like eagles, that you can run and not get tired even if you're an old digger like I'm an old digger, not an old digger, an old person like me. Being with Jesus. I'm going to finish with this. Mary's response to the angel. After being presented the possibility of partnership with God. After being given this outrageous plan that in the natural she questioned, but as she heard the angel speak to her, something happened to Mary, something, because no longer did she question the how, she just wanted to partner in the agreement with God to be the mother of Jesus. Luke chapter 1, verse 38. And then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed her. See, here's the thing, my friends. Here's the thing. Emmanuel is here. Emmanuel came in the form of a baby. He is fully man and fully God. It is the fact of history. It is not a fable it is a reality that God stepped into history. You make the choice to go into partnership and an agreement with what God says. As Mary said, be it unto the word, because she begins with the thing, I am the servant. I submit to the voice of my master. Hallelujah. So I want to inspire you this morning. <clears throat> I want to inspire you about Christmas again and afresh. It's not about the stress. It's not about, you know, all of those things. In fact, I'm so happy that it's around a holiday thing too because that's where you can do some waiting as well, which is pretty good. It's about this wonderful opportunity given to us. It's an amazing opportunity to partner with God. 2022 coming. 
I want to inspire you. We don't know what it's going to bring. He does. But man, nothing will be impossible if we take 2022 on in partnership with God. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. So Father, uh, and you are our Father, and you are the creator of the universe, and you did send Jesus because you love us, and you did instill in Jesus as the channel and the doorway for God to be with us. I pray for each and every one of us that is hearing this this morning, that God, even if there are impossibilities that are being faced, that a step of faith, a choice would be made to do it with God, to face life with God. And Lord, that there would be an inspiration in our hearts for this coming year and we would make the choice to submit and agree with the promises of your word for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.